0: Every Wednesday in Kanan and Rince's Sound of Play video games music podcast, we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. No one joining me in Sound of Play 146. This is an all community request special, as well as catching up with those folks who have expressed an interest in coming on the show. I still have a, a, a reasonably... Sizable list, not massive, but uh, enough enough shows to be getting around to. Of those of you who have said that you'd like to come on and share your favorite pieces, I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, just started my new day job this week and haven't had time to set anything up. So uh, this is a little uh, less kind of uh, preparation work required for uh, for an all-request special. Still spent you know, a good couple of hours this morning putting it all together. Now we're going to record it, then Jay's going to edit it. Nothing Nothing comes without a little work But uh, also, yeah, we've got a growing number of requests on our list Also a spreadsheet uh, And it's about time we got to some of the older ones So I thought uh, I'd go back to some selections from a while back uh, All from games that at least I've got something to say about them Or the music, or we've covered them on the podcast So there's at least something for me to say between the songs Other than, haven't played it <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we open the show with uh, a piece from a soundtrack that we've enjoyed many pieces from before. Never a bad thing to hear some of Nikolai Stravinsky's work from The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, the uh, the more pronounceable of the, uh, of the two main names involved in that famous soundtrack from that legendary game now already. I think we can call it that even after uh, three years. It is three years old now. Uh, That was actually requested by Mauricio M.M., who says, One of the songs from the soundtrack that stood out for me was this one, a lovely and melancholic cover of the Northumbrian folk song Bonnie at Morn, that serves as a great ambient music that manages to express the life and beauty of the in-game city of Oxenfurt. The soundtrack is, among many things, a marvellous tribute to European folk music, especially that from Slavic, Irish and British cultures. Yeah, and uh, I had a little look around, a, you know, a little search for the vocalist there. Maybe I'm bad at Googling, but I couldn't find the name of the uh, of the female vocalist, the main, the lead vocalist there. Uh, let me know if you know. Uh, I don't think it's credited on the actual OST, so uh, I'm not sure why that would be. But uh, there it is. Obviously, we have, I say obviously, is it obvious? Anyway, if you listen to our other podcast, Kane and Rince, you'll know that we covered the entire series of The Witcher video games last year in 2017. And The Witcher 3 landed on podcast issue 292. We also covered the two substantial bits of DLC in issue 300, the last show of the year. We were joined by a Guest industry, industry professional journalist, Mike Diver. A uh, fine show, I thought. And yeah, you can you can also go back and listen to our Witcher 1 and Witcher 2 shows, which are, uh, I think, interesting in their own right. That's uh, the Cana Rinse podcast over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever else you get podcasts from, pretty much. It's there. Next up, we have something from a series that we are in the midst of covering. So far, we have produced podcasts all about Final Fantasy 1, 2, II, and 3. We are currently playing 4 in preparation for recording that podcast. Later this month, we are on the Super Nintendo era of Final Fantasies. This song, this tune, I should say, comes from the future. Uh, as it is, we will be covering Final Fantasy 7 in Kane and Rince podcast issue 350. That will be at the end of the year, December 2018. This request, though, is perhaps not one of the the more requested tracks, uh, but it's an interesting one, very atmospheric. Tadinho says, This is probably my favourite song in the entire game. It's a bit of a weird one. This is the theme that plays on the world map in the second half of the game. It replaces the grand main theme that plays in the first half with this sombre music that just gives you a feeling of dread and hopelessness. I honestly stopped for a minute when it started playing, and it's a perfect tone setter for what's happening in the game. This is called... The Great North Cave. It was a Final Fantasy piece from the 90s, so you know it was by uh, Nobuo Uematsu, pretty much. Final Fantasy 7, of course. That's the original version from the PlayStation. I'm not sure I've ever heard the orchestrated version of that. That'd be interesting. Now, back in time, a further five years to the land of 16 bits. With this piece of music, actually, uh, requester Sean S. Thomas remembers the Master System version of Alien 3. He says it's a game I played to death, but when I think of it, I don't really recall clearing much more than the first level. I actually have fonder memories of the video that came with Meme Machines of the Super Nintendo port and this piece of music. But I reckon the Mega Drive version has aged better. So this is Matt Furnace's Stage 1 piece from Probe's Mega Drive version of Alien 3. doesn't sound very alien-ish uh, or alien 3. I'd say uh, one of the strongest elements of Alien 3 is the OST. I can't remember the name of the composer, but uh, but I I think it's got some fantastic stuff on it. Um as an aesthetic piece, I think apart from the alien special effects, Alien 3 I have a lot of affection for it even if it is a bit of a coherent incoherent uh mess in some ways. It's certainly dark and atmospheric and nightmarish. Uh it's just a bit, yeah, it's a bit all over the place for various reasons that are very well documented. If you've got those Blu-rays or DVDs, uh, I'm sure you'll be familiar with the story. But the Alien 3 games, yeah, I played them both. The uh, both the 16 bit versions anyway, I didn't play the Master System version. But Alien 3 on the Mega Drive was uh, a quite a demanding uh, side scrolling actioner, but it had some really cool uh, feeling weapons and some cool sound effects uh, but it was yeah, it was taxing and it was it was very uh, it was very tight on on time limits and and progression was hard won the Super Nintendo version which was one of the first games I got when I got my Super Nintendo I was pretty much aliens mad in the early 90s uh, having come to the the second film actually quite late uh, having finally caught up with it on TV in about 1990 or something and um, the alien yeah the Super Nintendo alien 3 game was completely different it wasn't wasn't a port of the Mega Drive game which also uh, was found on the Amiga and master system in various forms the Super Nintendo game was its own entity and more of a, a standard progressional action game level after level kind of thing had small elements of the Metroidvania but really was mainly action uh, and yeah I had lots to recommend it as well I did actually complete that one uh, and also it uh, it sampled the uh, the Hudson Game Over on on the Game Over screen uh, which was uh, fun and cool but of course nothing to do with Alien 3 but then the gameplay in the Alien 3 games was nothing to do with Alien 3 either really because Ripley was kitted out with all the weapons you could possibly ask for uh, both Alien 3 games are on our Huge long spreadsheet of games that we'd love to cover for the podcast someday. I don't know how realistic it is that enough of us will go back and complete those games or want to want to play them again. But there they are. It's always they're under consideration. Uh, we've done Alien Isolation, of course, a while back. That was in Kane and rinse podcast uh, 242. It's the only Alien game we've covered so far. But uh, there's a lot of other interesting official Alien and Aliens games that we would love to have a look at someday. So... Never say never, we keep on rolling on, covering all the games we possibly can. Speaking of which, a series that is obviously uh, much requested and very much in our minds are the Metroid games. Now, Metroid Prime, arguably a separate series, but there's only three of those currently, soon to be a fourth, or say soon, soonish, maybe. Uh, no no surprises I'm sure to hear that uh, Kane and Rince has every intention of covering Metroid and Metroid Prime in some way in the future. Uh, we've done Mario, we've we're working our way through Street Fighter, we're doing Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. It's another series that, uh, that obviously we would we would love to look at and uh, go go back to the start, think about how the games uh, have evolved and changed and maybe also look at some of the uh, the odd spin-off side projects and even the fan games obviously uh, there's one there's a, a a major fan remake of of uh, Metroid 2 Return of Samus now officially unavailable but of course there it's still a, it's still out there you can get it uh 2 I think it's called and there was also an official remake of Metroid 2 last year on the 3DS so yeah we've now got <laughs> we might have to do three shows on Metroid 2 alone so it's uh, as always, it's a big old project. I'm sure if we do the Metroid Prime series, that'll certainly be one one game per podcast. The track here anyway is continuing the sort of aural soundscape, the sort of alien atmospheres of the original Metroid Prime with Kenji Yamamoto's music. Uh, definitely harking back to the first game but this piece is the main title of Metroid Prime 2 echoes which brings in a little extra rock factor with some guitar and uh, this was requested by our friend k sub 01000. Studios, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, probably the most uh, I don't know if divisive is the right word, but it's the game in the series that I know some people absolutely swear by uh, being their favourite, but uh, there are some uh, some issues with it, with some frustrating sections and particularly, particularly in the original release, some camera issues uh, but yes, uh, it's the one I haven't finished of the trilogy which may say something about my lack of Skill or patience, or possibly, yeah, it's just the hardest game to get into for some people. So, uh, yeah, I would love the opportunity to go back, replay one and three, which I loved, especially the first one. And yeah, play through, finally, actually play all the way through two. Um, the motivation of covering it for the podcast is normally just what I need. Something very different, tonally and musically. From the late 90s now, this is a piece which sounds very much like something from the charts around the time. I'm not sure exactly what it is that it reminds me of. It, well, I I am actually, it reminds me of the piece that is used in the sequences in I'm Alan Partridge, the first series where uh, Alan is fantasizing about uh, dancing in a sort of leather posing pouch for Tony Hare's the commissioning editor at the BBC. That's what this sounds like. This is Dudley's theme, You Blow My Mind, by Hideki Okagawa from Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. <music> Mike Letty requested that. He says, an addictive little loop I can't resist playing over and over and over. Well, you say that, Mike, but you only ever select Sakura's theme when we play Street Fighter. What's that all about? <laughs> I like that. I like that music too. We covered Street Fighter 3, the three games that make up that sequence of Street Fighter history in Kena rinse podcast issue 254. And of course, those three games are coming out as part of the Anniversary Collection on May 30th, a couple of weeks' time from when you hear this, or less. And that will include the three Street Fighter three games, as well as uh, the various uh, incarnations of Street Fighter two, which we've also covered on the podcast before, and the Alpha series, same, uh, as well as Street Fighter I, a Curio, probably best consigned to history, but I'm glad they've included it on the Anniversary Collection, which, uh, yeah, I'm probably looking forward to more than anything else this year, game wise, uh, which yeah, must be my age. But hey, what a collection. Now we have a request. I feel like I thought I'd pick this one before. Apologies if I have, but it's been a while if we have heard it. Um, maybe it hasn't been er- eradicated from the spreadsheet. But anyway, this is uh, from Richard Jacks or Jake's. I, I think I prefer this orchestral sort of drama piece to his poppy work uh, and certainly some of the lyrical uh, stuff that he's uh, produced for things like Sonic R Uh, this is from Headhunter and Requester Mechner says this is from the Dreamcast PS2 game Headhunter, a game that I myself feel is a little gem, largely overshadowed by the huge Metal Gear Solid 2 at the time, this game sadly faded into obscurity It was one of the last kicks of Sega trying to keep the dying Dreamcast alive with an up-to-date action-adventure game. This being the main theme from the game, their mean business, taking its cues from Metal Gear Solid with a soaring orchestra sitting over a pumping electronic backbeat. You can't help but feel as glorious and cool as Headhunter's main protagonist, Jack Wade. Triumphant trumpets pound your ears as you race down the road on Jack's motorcycle, wearing sunglasses as you solve puzzles, shoot baddies and get your headhunter license in a world ripe with satire very similar to that of Robocop. It's a sin that this game hasn't got a bigger following, which is maybe in part due to the terrible PS2 port where the bike is impossible to control. It did have a sequel on the Xbox, though I would suggest you largely ignore that and never play it, pretend it doesn't exist. So completely ignore it in that case, Magna. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is a cool piece. I think it sounds of its time, which was 2001 uh, from the uh, Amuse team at Sega. Jack's Theme. Richard Jacques or Jakes. I'm still not sure, even though I actually went to a talk with him at the Eurogamer Expo some years ago. I can't remember what they said. I can't remember what he said. Jakes or Jacques. I think it should be Jacques because it's French with a CQ. But uh, anyway, Richard, top work, Jack's theme. Now we have from Facebook yes you can request things on Facebook don't forget to follow us on social media if you don't already Twitter, Instagram Facebook and of course head over to the forum at canorince.com fresh from somehow steering seemingly doomed Huddersfield town to Premier League safety David Wagner has requested one more exceptional track from DKR and seeing as he's in celebratory mode let's hear Dark Moon Caverns Is is Moon Caverns from the famous and lovable Diddy Kong Racing 1997 of course on the N64 originally then there was that DS version some years later which no one seemed to really like very much I didn't actually play it we talked a little about it back on Kane and podcast issue 156 but we mainly talked about the N64 game and here is where as uh, as is my duty I have to mentioned that I completely completed Diddy Kong Racing 47 gold balloons and 47 platinum balloons. Yes, 47. Still, nobody knows why a prime number of balloons were included in that game. But there it was. That's how many there were. And that game is notoriously brutal in places. Silver coin challenges, whiz pig. And I did it. Yeah, I've got the skills, or at least I did have when I did that back in 1999 or whatever it was. (laughs) Penultimate track time. This is from a series we're in the midst of covering as well. We haven't got this far yet, but Resident Evil 5 will be later this year on the Cane and podcast. This is requested by Rob25X, who says, There are two amazing tracks that stand out for me in Resident Evil 5. Rust in Summer, also known as Slayer's Theme, and this, Sad But True. This plays during the epic part of the game when Chris fights Jill. (laughs) Sad But True by Akihiko narrator. Memories of poor, pasty-faced Jill with the thing in her neck. Wesker's evil influence. Uh, it'd be interesting to go back to that game. Uh, definitely a divisive one. Uh, I think some people think it's absolute garbage uh, the, as a Resident Evil game. Some people think it's garbage as an action game. Some people think it's alright as both. Certainly my experience at the time was uh, largely positive, despite, despite it not living up to four for me or perhaps a Resident Evil remake in the classic Resident Evils but I had a lot of fun with five and I'm interested to I'll be interested to see it again uh, almost 10 years later 2009 that was uh, and obviously for yeah for some it was it was the beginning of the end for Resi or maybe even for some maybe it's fair to say Resident Evil 4 was the beginning of the end because uh, to some people that that was not what they wanted from their Resident Evil. Uh, but obviously also for a lot of gaming folks, Resi 4 is uh, is and remains, was and remains, a uh, something of a milestone and a masterpiece. Be interesting to see. This will be the first, Resident Evil 4 this is, will be the first game we've ever covered twice on the Kane rinse podcast, having looked at it very early on, back in the very early days of Kane rinse We're going to actually revisit it and... Uh, yeah, we. I'm still undecided to whether I should listen back to that early podcast to see what I said about it then. Also to see how the, the podcast has changed or whether I'll do I'll listen to them both afterwards and see if we just went over the same ground. If so, apologies in advance. Anyway, that's the other podcast. This is Sound of Play. Hope you enjoyed the music from Resident Evil 5 there. As I alluded to before, please do venture over to the forum, kanarinz.com slash forum, or you can do it on Twitter, follow us at KanaRinz, use the hashtag Sound of Play. or as David did, the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Just search for us. You can request your favorite songs, tunes, other pieces from all the way back from video game history, from the earliest days, all the way up to the present day. Not just your favourites, if you've got any particularly interesting tracks or uh, yeah, curious numbers or pieces where there's a story that goes along with it. We'd love to hear your uh, memories and reminiscences of times gone by, of playing as a youngster or not so, not so far in the past as well. Anything like that is all good. If you can attach a tale to your request, uh, probably, yeah, so much the better, I would say. Please do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, if you still call it that. I think I'm still confused as to the difference. Uh, There are other ways, other platforms, of course, to get podcasts. You should be able to subscribe on any, any of those via our RSS feed leave us a review or rating wherever you can. It really does help. Uh, It's not just, as I say, for the sake of uh, making us feel good. It also attracts attention and uh, raises the profile of the show. Follow us, as I say, on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And if you've enjoyed this show and you appreciate the time and effort that we put into the two podcasts a week that we produce and more extra stuff and maintaining all the social spaces and all that kind of thing, it all takes a a great big team effort. Uh, A dollar a month goes a long way. The more more of you that do that, the more we can uh, keep the lights on and keep trucking, keep doing what we're doing. Patreon.com slash Cana Rinse. And it's very much appreciated. Thank you to all our community contributors. I bet some of you requested these a long, long time ago and probably thought they were never going to get played. Hopefully you're still listening. If you're not, it doesn't matter. Uh, but do keep them coming. Uh, we will eventually, you know, if I did one of these every week, we would run out of requests. Um, so, yeah, keep them coming. CanerRince.com slash forum and look for the Sound of Play folder. So we started with folksy violins. We're also going to conclude with some folksy violins of a slightly different nature. This is more Scandi. Uh, Follow My Ruin says, I maintain that this game, Unravel, was one of the most positive and refreshing games I've played in recent memory. This track named Hauling. I think it's Howling. I'm not sure. I looked, I looked this up. Uh, Follow My Ruin had requested requested hailing which um which i searched for and it didn't come up with many returns it seems to be hailing which i think may be a translation thing there seems to be a longer name for the track which is all scandinavian so apologies if i've got this wrong we're going to call it hailing uh anyway this track named hailing plays during what may well be the finest example of a hamster chase in all of gaming yes we haven't played unravel yet it's now often available very cheap it's a 2016 game by coldwood for ea uh it's also on EA's access thing so if you if you've got a, a pass there if you subscribe to that you can play unravel any time you want uh, i do recommend it it's it's very sweet uh maybe it could have done with a bit more variety in in puzzle uh, design but overall i'd still say it's well worth catching up with and yeah the soundtrack is is delightful we've featured a few pieces before from it from uh, henrik oja or oya and freddy johansson uh and yeah it's always a always a treat so with this haling possibly uh, i'll leave you uh for another week of sound of play next up it's ryan and yeah please enjoy and come back next time